it is just about that time, my friends. March Madness is less than 24 hours away, and oh my goodness, I'm not gonna lie, friends, feels like Christmas Eve. I mean, the presents are all wrapped. You got 66 teams now, as Wichita State and Mount St. Mary's have been eliminated as the first four games continue to get underway on True TV and on TBS, respectively. Keeping you updated all throughout this program. No TB. He had a prior commitment with his soccer talk, so he sent individual files that I personally have not even seen. I've not heard any of them. So what you hear from TB is going to be the first time from what I hear from TB. And when I hear it, I'll give my thoughts and analysis. So technically, I'll hear it first. You know what I'm trying to say, people. Come on now. With that being said, 64 teams are going to enter tomorrow's NCAA tournament with half of those teams saying, I'm ready to upset the nation. I'm ready to shock the world, and I'm ready to have some eyes on me. For the other 32, they don't want to be in the same position Virginia was. Losing to UMBC as a one seed. They don't want to be in the position Missouri was. Losing to Norfolk State as a two seed. They don't want to have that burden on the back of their minds all throughout the next 365 days. For teams like Baylor, Ohio State, Illinois, Michigan, and of course, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. They just want to get past survive and advanced and we are going to look through each and every 64 technically 66 teams throughout this program tonight if you want to give our thoughts and analysis at sports talk underscore bntb at the brian nolan and then at imtbate and also give your thoughts on our facebook page facebook.com slash st with brian and tb Without further ado, I gotta check what Mr. Tyler Bates texted me earlier. He said, and I quote, I would play in order the West, the East, the South, the Midwest, and then the Final Four. So, we are going to feature the West region. And without further ado, I'm going to give it up to my brother, Mr. Tyler Bates, with his thoughts and analysis on the West region. So I'm the better half of Sports Talk with Brian and TV. And unfortunately, though, guys, due to time constraints and with my busy, busy referee schedule of soccer, I wasn't able to join live here with you guys. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to give you guys some picks for the NCAA Tournament March Madness. I am so excited for it. And I know Brian has been and has been talking about it all along on the show. So let's break it down. And I'm going to begin in the West region. So with the Gonzaga Norfolk taking on the winner, Norfolk State, Appalachian State, cross it off pretty easy for me. I've got the Zags in this one. 
Oklahoma versus Missouri in the 8-9 matchup. This one back and forth with me all week, but ultimately in the end, I think Missouri's going to get things done. I like Missouri over Oklahoma. In the 5-12 matchups, you know how much I love the juicy matchups with Creighton and UC Santa Barbara. This one, again, chalk it up for the first upset for me of the tournament. I'm taking US, UC Santa Barbara to upset the Creighton Blue Jays. Virginia and Ohio. Now, Virginia and the status of what it's going to be, they're not going to be traveling until Friday. They're, so that way they're not going to be getting there until Friday night and playing Saturday. Now, they're just practicing today. What's the status of them going to be? I think, though, that they'll be fine, be enough. I got Virginia over Ohio, although, although we'll be pretty close. In the 6-11 matchup, USC against Wichita and Drake, I think I would pick Drake in this game to be in the 11 matchup, but in this case situation, I think USC would do enough to get the job done. I got USC over the winner of the 11 seed. Kansas, Eastern Washington, my Jayhawks, as Brian loves to know. Rock Chalk Jayhawk with Eastern Washington. I don't know how Kansas is here, but I think in this one they'll be able to get things done. I'll put Kansas as the winner for the first matchup. Oregon, VCU, 7-10 matchup. I, again, I think Oregon would be just a little bit too much. If Shaka Smart was still coaching VCU, I'd probably pick VCU, but in this one I'll pick Oregon. And in the Iowa Grand Canyon, well, thanks for coming, Grand Canyon, but I like Luca Garza and Iowa. So let's move in. That gives me Gonzaga against Missouri, the 1-9 matchup. Again, I like Gonzaga. They've been playing well all season. I take Gonzaga in that matchup. UC Santa Barbara and Virginia. Oh, you think another upset could happen? I don't know. I'll pick Virginia here, but I'm very, very hesitant because I know that things can happen in that type of game, and I don't know the status of how healthy Virginia is going to be. USC and Kansas. This one, to me, again, I could easily pick USC in this game, but I will pick Kansas in this particular situation because it seems, though, that they're getting things together at the right time. So I'll pick Kansas in this matchup. Oregon, Iowa, again, it is Iowa for me. Luca Garza and company, I just I don't know how you're going to stop that big guy. So that leaves for the regional semifinal. Gonzaga against Virginia. I think the road stops for Virginia here. Gonzaga is just way too much for me, for me to even consider them losing a game. And oh, by the way, they already played Virginia earlier in the season and handled them pretty good as well. So Gonzaga would be move on. Kansas and Iowa in this situation, I'm sorry. As much as I like my Jayhawks, I can't pick them in this game. I would think Iowa would be the better team. Iowa moves on. So in the West, West Regional Final, I have Gonzaga against Iowa. And in this game, really heavily contested matchup for me. But I think ultimately in the end, the Zags are just too much. So Brian, for the West Regional, I have Gonzaga coming out. The first, the overall number one seed and one of the first number one seeds to get into the tournament. Well, that was Mr. Tyler Bates, once again, TB, and he had a little bit of a, a, uh, a, a very solid breakdown on the West region. Not as stacked as I think some other regions are. Let's dive in, though, into the games here. The Gonzaga Bulldogs facing off right now. It looks like against Norfolk State for Gonzaga, 26-0. They're 15-0 in the West Coast Conference. They're the 20th team in the NCAA Tournament to go to the big dance undefeated first time since Kentucky. Remember those John Calipari days when that Kentucky squad was actually good and was contending for championships? I do. Those were some fantastic squads. Not fantastic this year, though. What is fantastic? I think Mark Fuse, Gonzaga Bulldogs. 14th consecutive season, 25-plus wins. Third longest active streak in 22nd 22nd consecutive NCAA tournament appearances 
and they've reached the Sweet 16 in East in each of the last five appearances. This is a good group, and for people that say, oh, they haven't played anybody, they beat Kansas, Auburn, West Virginia, Iowa, and they beat Virginia to start out the season. This is not your grandma's team. This is a dominant and very, very good team. And what I'm watching right now with Norfolk State, congratulations to Norfolk State. I mean, they're taking advantage of a horrendous shooting effort by Appalachian State. They're 0 of 16 from three-point range. 0 of 17 now, with 50 seconds left to go in the first half. Worst shooting from three-point out of any single team of any single game in one half of basketball. So let's say they're going to play the first, the current winner, I should say. That would be the Spartans of Norfolk State. They got the first place in the MEAC Northern Division. They rolled to the tournament for their first time in over 10 years. Exactly 10 years. Spartans won six straight, eight out of their last 10 games. Biggest win, though, they beat George Mason of the A-10. Not very good. Yet, they do have some history on their side. They were the number 15 seed, stunned number 2 seed, Missouri, which won 30 games. It's not going to happen this year. They roll easily over Norfolk State and comfortably move on to the round of two. Number 8 seeded Oklahoma. Number 9 seeded Missouri. This is an interesting game because you have both teams that are falling in the wrong direction, losing multiple games, heading in to the big dance. For Oklahoma, their starting star player is out due to COVID, which is not good whatsoever. Devon Harmon, a former top 50 recruit, Lon Kruger said he is out for at least the first two games. Uh, you got Austin Reeves, a 6'2 sophomore shooting guard. Um, but like I said, they've lost four out of the five um, late season losses. Yet all four of them were five points or fewer, and one of them went to overtime. So they just can't really close. For Missouri, well, they would have been a four seed if Selection Sunday was a month ago because they were rolling. Since then, um, not good. They lost four to their next five. They lost six out of the last nine entering the big dance. And um, they're not really on a good path. So with that being said, I'm going to go with Oklahoma to advance over Missouri in this one. Juicy, and I mean a juicy 5-12 matchup in Creighton versus Santa Barbara of the University of California, Santa Barbara. Number five seeded Creighton. I watched the, these guys personally against Georgetown because I have a fascination with upsets and uh, Georgetown eventually did pull the upset. That being said, they looked absolutely terrible against them, losing 73-48. to 48. Um, They won 20 games. They were 7-4 and four on the road. Um, they can score in bunches. I mean, if, if there's one thing that describes them, it's they can shoot the three ball. They're 37 three, uh, 37% from three. They connect on nearly 10 of them per game. They got veteran leadership in Greg McDermott. If you remember that name, his son, Doug McDermott, was part of his group, eventually went on to the NBA. I think he's on the Thunder, the Bulls, the Suns. I mean, he goes here and there. Um, to answer Brian's question, he is currently... The Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers. You learn something new every day. With that being said, Creighton, not the result they were looking for in the Big East title game, losing to Georgetown. They're still a very, very solid group. Marcus Zegarowski, 15 and 4 assists per game, shoots 40% from three pointers. If 
UC Santa Barbara Owens have any shot. They got to defend the junior guard. For the UC Santa Barbara boys, what a season for these guys. I mean, very, very impressive for the team from California. The Galchos, they lost once since New Year. They score 76 points per game, won 18 out of the last 19. First NCAA turn tournament appearance since 2011. So the Gauchos, they're going to the big dance. Really cool uh, story with their head coach in, in Joe Pasternak. For those that don't know his story, he was a student manager under Bob Knight in Indiana before taking a job as an assistant on Sean Miller's staff at Arizona. It's very cool. I, that's very, very uh, weird to see it all come full circle. I love what I've seen from Ja'Cory McLaughlin. 16-5-3 game, 40% from deep. Fourth season averaging double figures. I mean, they shoot almost 50% from the floor. Among the best in the country. First upset, boom, Gauchos beating Creighton, ending the season. They win. They get the job done. The Gauchos win it, baby. Mark it down. Don't sharpie it, but mark it down. Creighton over UC Santa Barbara. Virginia and Ohio. I'm loving, loving this matchup because you have an absolute superstar in the number 13-seeded Ohio Bobcats. And for Ohio, we talked about this a little bit on Sunday's program. But Jason Preston, he's an absolute superstar. And according to Jay Billis, who watches way more basketball than I do, he will be a first-round pick come NBA draft sometime in June. So with that being said, how did they get here? They beat number two seed Buffalo by 15 in the Mid-American title game. They you Now, this is also a team that lost by two points to number one seeded Illinois. This is a scary, scary group. First time since 2012 they're going to the big dance. And they lost five times in a MAC conference that, I mean, it wasn't that good. Let's be honest. However, anything can happen in this big tournament. Virginia, they're coming off of a quarantine period that they have not practiced since today. I'm going with the upset again. I'm going to 12 versus a 13 in the second round. Ohio over Virginia, and I feel very confident in this pick. Number six seeded USC versus number 11 seeded Drake. Everybody thinks that if, or should I say everybody that essentially is watching the tournament for just overall joy, or there's some people that watch it for select players. You got the Cade Cunninghams, and then you got some other ones. You got one in Evan Mobley that's an absolute stud of a player that will get selected in the top five of the NBA draft. Very, very impressive. First Pac-12 player to sweep the league's player of the year, defensive player of the year, and the freshman of the year awards. I mean, the guy is incredible. The only one other major conference player to do that was Anthony Davis. I mean, he leads UCLA in minutes, rebounds, points, blocks, steals, and field goal percentage. I mean, according to The Athletic, he's the number two prospect. So if you want to see good, very, very good play, watch Evan Mobley tomorrow. They're playing against Drake, a number 11 seed. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated with Drake because I, I was watching them 
they're a decent team. I don't think they'll be able to hang on with USC. I think USC is just going to have too much firepower, too much stardom with Evan Mobley, and I think USC is going to go on and get the W in this one. I got the six-seeded USC Trojans. Moving on, number three-seeded Kansas and number 14-seeded Eastern Washington, the big sky representative of the NCAA tournament. Eastern Washington Eagles facing off against the Kansas Jayhawks. It's been a rough season for Kansas. No ifs or buts about it. They lost to Gonzaga, they beat Kentucky, they beat Creighton, they beat Texas Tech, and they beat West Virginia. But then they went 3-5 and five in January, and we didn't even know if they were going to make the big dance. They, along with Virginia, have been dealing with COVID issues. However, they have been able to practice, and I think they will get the job done in this one. Oregon battling it out against VCU. This is a very interesting game to me for Oregon. I, they've been up, down, and all around, I feel like, so far this year. I mean, Dana Holgerson's... Start. They've won 11 of 12 before before losing to Oregon State in a massive upset. I mean, sure, they beat Colorado, but that's basically their only top 40 win, to be honest. Sure, they win, they're good with offense, but what else are they going to do? I don't think this team will make a deep and desperate run like they usually do each and every year. But I do think they're going to go ahead and beat VCU and get the job done. I got the number 7 seed, Oregon Ducks getting the win in this one. Last but not least, number two seed at Iowa. Luca Garza is an absolute man, is a grown man in a teenager's body. This guy is an absolute massive manimal. He is a man animal. He's going to cause some havoc for the Grand Canyon havoc. It's going to be a long day for the number 15 seeded boys. Congrats for them. I mean, very impressive that they're getting into the big dance. They won the regular season and the WAC tournament titles. I mean, their only biggest win was the against Nevada. So congratulations to the Antelopes. Nicknames are the havoc. Um, so enjoy it. Enjoy playing against a, a future NBA talent in Luca Garza because I think that might be the end of your day in Indianapolis. So I got Iowa getting the job done. Iowa versus Oregon, too much Luke Garza, not enough firepower from Oregon. Iowa easily wins. I'm going to go with an upset here. I got Evan Mobley and USC. Andy Enfield group is going to get the job done in an upset. The six-seeded Trojans beating the three-seed. The Conference of Champions moves on. Love this matchup. 12-seeded UC Santa Barbara, number 13-seeded Ohio, I love Jason Preston. I truly, truly think he is a stud, an absolute superstar. He will get the job done. 13-seeded Ohio wins and goes to the Sweet 16. And there's no one stopping Gonzaga. I mean, I they're a true title contender. They cruise over a depleted Oklahoma group. Sweet 16 matchups, USC and Iowa. I got the Hawkeyes getting the job done. I think it's going to be a little bit closer. That Luke Garza-Evan Mobley matchup, that is, and I quote, Spicy. Spicy. Oh, yeah. Gonzaga and Ohio. It's been a great run for the Ohio Bobcats, but the Cinderella story comes to an end there. Gonzaga over Ohio, and it is too much firepower for Mark Few with Jalen Suggs, Joel Ajayi. I mean, you got Corey Kispert, and then Mark Few, just his coaching. Absolutely incredible. Too much firepower. The Gonzaga Bulldogs are the entrance in the West region to go to the final four in indianapolis that being said we are going to now move on here and the 
bracket. Let's see what TB said. He said we are going, we should go to the east side now. So TB, without further ado, we are going to open your bad boy up here to the east region. I'm intrigued to see what he says because like I told you guys, I have not heard anything from these from these audio clips. The first time I'm hearing them is going to be when they're played right here. So without further ado, here are TB's East Regional picks for the NCAA men's Let's battle. continue with more picks again, and now we go to the East Regional for me. So starting with the 160 matchup, Michigan against the winner of Mount St. Mary's, Texas Southern. I think Michigan gets the job done from there. LSU St. Bonaventure in the 8-9 matchup. This one could go another different ways. You never know with these types of games. I think in this one, I'll probably pick LSU, although I don't think I wouldn't be surprised if St. Bonaventure does make an upset somewhere. Georgetown, Colorado. This is one of the ones where the pundits have been considering an upset pick given Georgetown's run in the Big East tournament. I don't see it happening in this 5-12 matchup, although I think it will be an amazing 5-12 matchup. Still, I will pick Colorado over Georgetown. Florida State, UNC Greensboro. I think Florida State would just be too much, so I will pick Florida State in that. BYU with taking on the winner of Michigan State, UCLA. I think in this particular game, I would pick UCLA to pick beat Michigan State. And we all know how much I like BYU around here, which is not a lot, but I think it would be a close overtime matchup, but ultimately in the end, I will give BYU the credit and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I would pick BYU to move on to the next round. Texas Abilene Christian, two Texas schools. You wouldn't think that Abilene Christian would be up for it. They will be up for it, but they're not going to be enough. I'll pick Texas to move on. UConn and Maryland. I think UConn would have just a little bit more given, Mar but I know that Maryland has played a tough Big Ten schedule. And then Alabama and Iona with Rick Pitino back in into the tournament. Uh, I think the road stops here, though. I think Alabama is just way too much. So I think I'll pick Alabama to move on. On the next, so moving on, it would be Michigan against LSU for me. I will pick Michigan in that matchup. I think Michigan, Juwan Howard's got things going. Then another matchup, Colorado, Florida State. Give me Florida State in this. I like what Florida State brings. BYU and Texas, well, the road stops for you, BYU. Thanks for coming, but the Longhorns move on in this matchup. I'll pick Texas. And UConn, Alabama, I will pick Alabama in this one. But though, again, you never know with UConn, they can make runs in the NCAA tournament. They've done it before. So this gives me to the regional semifinal for the East Michigan against Florida State. And I think the road stops for Michigan, guys. I'm not concerned, and I'm not liking that they are they don't have their star player for this tournament. I think the road stops here. I'm going to pick Florida State in the upset to move on. And then the other one, Texas, Alabama. I think Texas can get the job done, so I'm going to pick Texas to beat Alabama in this game. So my East Regional Final has Florida State against Texas, and in this one, I think the Longhorns are coming out. I like what they've done from the Big 12 all season with me watching the Big 12 with Kansas being there and company. So I think in this particular matchup, in this particular region, I have Texas. So uh, coming out of the East Regional for TB is going to be the Longhorns of Texas, which sets up the first Final Four matchup with Gonzaga against Texas. I was not... I was not... Um expecting that i'm very very surprised he's got shaka smart and the texas longhorns getting the job done kudos to him i mean uh, not many people would have the guts or the balls to say that um picking them over Jawan howard or even nate oates and the alabama crimson tide so let's dive into these matchups here 
You got Michigan as the number one seed. They're playing against Texas Southern. Not going to really spend much time. Texas Southern, thank you so much for coming, but uh, you got your one win. That was on win or Thursday night against Mountain St. Mary's. Not going to get another one here. I mean, I know Isaiah or uh, Austin uh, Livers is out, but that's Michigan's got too much firepower, and they got a better coach than former LSU coach January Jones. It's too much firepower. Michigan easily advances. A very interesting matchup here in the 8-9 matchups. LSU battling against the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure. For LSU, they almost stole the SEC championship away from Nate Oates and that Alabama Crimson Tide. Unfortunately, they did not get it done. 80-79 heartbreaking loss on Sunday. Um, LSU missed two shots at the rim as time expired. Both no good. But thing is, that's what happens in the SEC. They did get a surprising win against Arkansas in the semifinals to get them to an eight seed. So kudos to Will Wade's group. Very offensively uh, overwhelming for this group. Three stars basically can do anything they want. 40% from three from Darius Day, averages 7.9 rebounds a game. Uh, Javante Smith, Watford, Cameron Thomas. I mentioned Trendon Watford. 30 points in that title game. St. Bonaventure wants any any chance to beat LSU. They have to, have to, have to stop Trendon Watford. I don't think they do. I think LSU moves on and advances. They get a second-round date with the Michigan Wolverines. That being said, Colorado 5-seed and 12-seed Georgetown. I truly, truly think there's something special going on in Patrick Ewing's group with the Georgetown Hoys. I honestly believe it, and I love what I'm seeing from them. They conquered the mountain, and they beat a very good Villanova group. I know they they didn't have their star player in Colin Glupsey as well as another player, but still, to beat a group as talented as Villanova and then go and continue on, beat Seton Hall, and then they go on, and once again, they beat Creighton. Two of those three teams uh, very solid in the tourney. One's a, one's, both of them are five seeds. Very kudos to Georgetown. They had to win and get in. They won and they got in. Their date, a member of the Conference of Champions and Bill Walton's favorite people, McKinley Wright fourth. I mean, this guy is very, very enjoyable to watch. If you want to watch a guy that can get on fire from any, any point in the game, from the first opening tip-off to the final seconds of the game, McKinley Wright will get the job done. I mean, you you hear some of the numbers. Listen to this. All Pac-12 team, all three years he's been there, first player in league history since 1986, six players since 1986, to surpass 1,800 points, 600 assists, and 600 rebounds in his career. Plus, he's had some family tragedy. His father spent most of his childhood in prison for trafficking crack cocaine. I mean, it's an easy, this is an easy, easy guy to root for. I truly, truly like McKinley Wright, but I honestly think Georgetown is an absolute Cinderella story. I don't know what it is about these 12 seeds, guys. I'm picking another one. Georgetown over Colorado and ending the great story of McKinley Wright. I think nobody loses in this situation, because if Colorado advances, great. If Georgetown advances, great for me. Florida State, UNC Greensboro. Congratulations to UNC Greensboro. Um, great season for them. They win their conference tourney. They're going to the big dance. Um, so fantastic job. I mean, first time in three years they're going. Their head coach will be the next head coach in North Carolina once Roy William retires. UNC alum Wes Miller 
He's definitely going to be on the shortlist of candidates whenever that time comes. Fifth straight 20-win season, 26 wins averaged in his previous four. It's been a great season for UNC Greensboro, but it will come to a crashing end because 6-9 uh, for it in Scotty Barnes and Florida State. I mean, this guy is an absolute beast in the low post, and this guy is a workhorse. Scotty Barnes, 6-9, freshman guard. I mean, him and MJ Walker, both of them, the two with Leonard Hamilton, all of them have fantastic abilities to get and score points whenever they want. I think Florida State cruises to victory in this 4-13 matchup. Number six seeded BYU awaiting the winner of this game that is just about to start on my television screen as I am talking to you guys right now. Michigan State and UCLA, two teams we didn't even think were going to be on the bubble, but they were. 23rd straight appearance for Michigan State going to the big dance. I know they're in the playing game, but it's still, it is the big dance. So with that being said, I got Michigan State beating UCLA in that one. And then in this one, BYU had a great season. They got some very talented players. They were up on Gonzaga in the WCC finale. They couldn't control it and couldn't finish and ended up losing by 10. I think they also end the same fate they had in the WCC title game with right there in the NCAA. I think Michigan State advances and beats number six seeded BYU. Number three seeded Texas, number 14 seeded Abilene Christian. Remember two years ago, a guy named Andrew Jones that had to take a leave of absence from the University of Texas basketball as he got diagnosed with leukemia. He is back and he's making a bigger than bigger presence than ever before. Not just on the court, but off the court as well. And it's really cool to see a guy that just two years ago was battling for his life and now is contributing in more ways than I think Texas can even ask uh, for in, in just two short years ago. So it's very fun to see, very fantastic, and, and very cool to see. And I'm, I think they easily get past Abilene Christian, 22-4. and four, Good season for Abilene, but I just think Texas has too much firepower. Before I looked into this, I thought this could be a sneaky upset alert. I just think Texas is too good. I got Texas getting the job done in this one. Texas wins easily. Number seven seeded Connecticut, number 10 seed in Maryland. We all remember Maryland as as uh, Mark Turpin and uh, Juwan Howard got into it in the Big Ten title. Uh, I think it was the quarterfinals. They got into it. Juwan got uh, ejected in that scruffle. Basically, it was a verbal altercation. Um, but whatever it was, they're back. They're both in the big dance. One seed for the Wolverines. Terps got the 10 seed. And they're going to be facing off against the number seven seeded UConn Huskies. I think James Boknight and the UConn Huskies with Dan Hurley's group, I just think they're the overall better team. I truly, truly like them. I think they're going to go and get the job done. I got the seven seeded Huskies going to the round of 32. Last but not least, and I'm telling you, if there is a juicier two versus fifteen team in in history, I have no idea who it is or where it is because this is absolutely spicy, spicy, spicy. Number two seeded Alabama and Nate Oates's group. Ninety eight percent of their shot selections are either three pointers or in the lane dunks, lands, whatever you want to call them. Two percent of their shots are mid 
jumpers. And I sadly think this is a way that the NBA is going, where you have over 90% three-pointers or lands, and with less than 10% going to the mid-range jumper. It's a weird way. The thing is, Nate Oates' group is getting the job done. It's very cool to see because we always think, oh yeah, roll tide, Nick Saban, oh, roll tide, roll. Nate Oates said, hey, I come from Buffalo, where it's all the bulls, and where it's all the Bills, not the Bulls. Well, I made I made a, a, a name for myself in Buffalo. I'm going to make a name for myself in Alabama. And you know what? They got the job done. It's very, very impressive. I really like what I've been seeing. Um, watch out for a guy. Senior John Petty made more than 300 pointers. 300 threes in his career. Definitely will have to watch out for him in the upcoming days. Besides them, on the opposite side, um, hello, Iona. I mean, Rick Pitino's group, I was, I was listening to the Dan Patrick show a couple uh, days ago, and they flew 16 hours to uh, Pitino's coaching group in Greece and hired him, and they told him, we would not have flown 16 hours if we weren't going to hire you, so please take the job. And he told Dan Patrick, I'm not going anywhere else. I am sticking with Iona for the rest of my career. I'm not going to Indiana, which has a job opening right now. I'm staying at a small MEAC school in, in New York the greatest city of them all and I'm staying here for the rest of my coaching career and with all the highs he's had and with all the lows he's had from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows I think he's just pretty content being at a small New York school is that going to comprehend to the big bright lights of Indianapolis for the NCAA tournament probably not but if there is a bigger 15 seed and a more recognizable name to coach a 15 seed please let me know because I truly do not believe that I still got Alabama in this game. However, it could be an upset if Iona gets hot because they can shoot the threes and they can shoot it very, very streaky. They can shoot it 20 in a row. They can shoot it two in a row. So if they get on a run, crazier things have happened. We've seen a 16 beat a one, 15 beat a two. See it happen again. I'm still sticking with Alabama though. Connecticut, Alabama. I got Alabama getting the job. This one, I think they're just too skilled on all sorts of the ball. Good run. Good uh, season for, for UConn. It's just a little bit too much. Got Texas over Alabama. I think Texas, great story um, with Shaka Smart's group. And he took VCU to five straight NCAA appearances. VCU. I mean, they're a, they're a recognizable name because of him. I mean, them and VCU. Uh, them and Wichita, I should say. Brilliant. Still got Texas. Still got Texas. That being said, Georgetown, Florida. I'm sticking with them. I'm going. This is Cinderella story, baby. Georgetown to the quarterfinals. Yes, please. Georgetown to the Sweet 16. They'll be facing off against Michigan. I wanted to pick LSU badly, but I'm going to go with LSU losing by a couple. I got Michigan getting the job done. Last but not least, Texas, Alabama, and the Elite Eight. I'm going to go with Alabama in this one. I'm going to go um I'm I'm, I'm going to go with I'm going go with Alabama. Wasn't very confident in that pick, but I'm still going to go with Alabama. Get the job done. Michigan Georgetown Cinderella story ends here. Michigan gets the job done and then Michigan and Alabama for a trip to the big dance. Roll Tide roll baby. Nate Oates in, in Alabama, they got something brewing in Tuscaloosa. Alabama Get the job done. Mark it down, baby. Alabama Gonzaga, half of your final four bracket. Got to get a little bit faster, but I will. With further ado, we're going to go with TB. Let's see. What what did TB want? I, trust me, I, I already forget. I mean, I, I, 
it's, it's ridiculous. I apologize. Going with the South and then the Midwest. So without further ado, TB's South picks. Here we go. Here's the South Regional for Mr. Tyler Bates. Now let's move into the South Regional four picks for this particular region. And starting with Baylor and Hartford, well, I'll go with Baylor in this game. Don't think really there's going to be a ton of upsets here for 16 seeds. North Carolina, Wisconsin, worthy of a Final Four matchup. I will go with North Carolina, although again, close game. Villanova, Winthrop. Another juicy, juicy 5-12 matchup. Brian, I already warned you before that these 5-12 games can be amazing. And I think in this particular game, you're going to see another one again. In the upset, I'm going to pick Winthrop over Villanova. Purdue, North Texas. I will go with Purdue in this particular game. And I don't know really much about North Texas again. Brian probably breaks things down a little bit better. If I was there live, we could do things a little bit better. But I got to get some picks to you guys. Texas Tech, Utah State in the 6-11 matchup. Guys, I love me some Utah State. Novice K-10 company is something that you got to watch for. I think they can pull it off. I will pick the upset. Utah State over Texas Tech. Arkansas and Colgate. I'll pick Arkansas for that. I already know with the coach what he has brought to the table for the Razorbacks. Florida, Virginia Tech. This one, again, could go both ways. And I think Virginia Tech, I've just given the fact that Virginia Tech has been off way too long, maybe just a little bit too rusty, I'll pick Florida in this game, although I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Virginia Tech does get the win in this game. And then Ohio State, Oral Roberts, give me Ohio State in this particular matchup. So moving on, that gives me Baylor, North Carolina. And you never know in these types of games, but I think Baylor would have enough to move on from this. I'll pick Baylor over North Carolina. Winthrop, Purdue, a great win for Winthrop, but I don't think after this one they can move on. I will pick Purdue to beat Winthrop. Arkansas, Utah State, as much as I would like to pick Utah State, I just don't think they would have enough to keep up with the speed of what Arkansas can do. So Arkansas over Utah. Utah State and Florida, Ohio State, a rematch of the 2007 National Tur- National Championship game. Anybody remembers Joaquin Noah? Anybody remember Greg Oden and company? A lot of stuff there. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, aging myself here, maybe <laughs> just a little bit, Brian. But in this game, I'll pick Ohio State over our over Florida. So that gives me the South semi, South Regional semifinal. Baylor against Purdue. Give me Baylor over Purdue. Arkansas and Ohio State. Well, this one again could go back and forth either way for me. I kind of went down and pretty much made a flip of the coin and I picked Ohio State over Arkansas, although I would not be surprised if Arkansas gets their way through. So for the South Regional Final, Baylor, Ohio State. Boy, I tell you what, this one again, really tough to pick, but gosh, Brian, something to me says that Ohio State has had a little bit better, a little bit tougher road to prove themselves in this particular game over Baylor. I'm picking this one through Ohio State. I think Ohio State can get the job done. So in the South Regional, I have Ohio State moving on instead of Baylor. So that gives me the number two seed coming out of the South Regional. Once again, Sports Talk, Brian and TB coming at you guys. And uh, I'd love to see Ohio State go out and beat uh, Baylor among the likes of Arkansas as well. I think that will be fantastic. Three years ago, uh, almost to this day, I got to cover Ohio State and Coach Chris Holman. I mean, the guy is a first-class guy. is a great person and a great just overall uh, respectable 
uh, man, but he's also a great coach. And you've seen it time and again. He's really, truly working some magic in Columbus. So great guy. Uh, I think he's an even better coach. And that's and he and he already is a great guy. So without me blushing over head coach Chris Holtman and my man crush apparently on him, let's dive into my picks. Baylor easily cruises over Hartford in a game that I think could be a Sweet 16 game in any other year, but this year. Number eight seeded North Carolina, number nine seeded Wisconsin. I still got North Carolina getting the job done. I don't think they're going to make any flash or, or special difference or, or anything, but I got North Carolina getting the job done. Con Glepsy out. I don't think Villanova gets out of the round of 64. Winthrop is something special. Cinderella story. Mark it down again, and I am the most comfortable of the 12-5 groups. I truly, truly like this matchup for Winthrop. I got them easily beating Five, the fifth seed at Villanova Wildcats. Number four seeded Purdue versus number 13 seed at North Texas. Mean Green, congrats, North Texas beating Western Kentucky in the Conference USA Finals. Great job to those guys. I think they were a three seed. Um, but Purdue is just is, is too much of a challenge for the Mean Green of North Texas. Purdue gets the job done. Number six seeded Texas Tech, number 11 seeded Utah State. Uh, Utah State is, is they're an interesting group. Lost both games against Boise State when Boise State played them, um, but they, they, they rallied. They played San Diego State in the Mountain West title game. They did not get the job done there. However, um, they did sneak in as an 11 seed. Texas Tech has been uh, quoting Tom Petty, free fallen. Yes, they've been free fallen. Upset special, 11 seed Utah State moves on, beating number six seeded Texas Tech. Number three seeded Arkansas, number 14 seeded Colgate. They lost to LSU in the SEC semifinals game. Colgate, something special, y'all. Watch out the fighting toothpastes. They're going, they're going special. Fighting toothpaste, moving on, baby. Let's go. Let's do this, baby. Colgate moving on. I love it. Let's go. 14 seeded Colgate. Number seven, Florida moving on against number 10 seeded Virginia Tech. After Carrion Johnson collapsed on the court against uh, Florida State, we did not know what was going to happen with this stream, with this group. They persevered. Obviously, he's not playing right now or anymore for this Florida Gators team, but he is still supporting him and great to see that he is all healthy, as we know, for the time being. Virginia Tech, uh, it's been a struggle. They've been up and down on COVID restrictions. They've had a little bit of an outbreak but they came back and they did lose to UNC in the ACC semis. I do think it's gonna be a little bit of an upset my first 10 over a 7 I got VTech over Florida and then Ohio State cruises past Oral Roberts Ohio State easily in the round of 32 Virginia Tech Ohio State too much Ohio State they move on Utah State and Colgate fighting toothpaste let's go baby let's effing go baby Fighting toothpaste, move on. Baylor, North Carolina, got Baylor cruising in this game. Baylor's good. They're a good, good team. I think they're under the radar since they lost to Oklahoma State in the Big 12 semifinals round. So I got Baylor getting the job done there. And then Winthrop and Purdue, great season by Winthrop. They beat Villanova. They got their win. I don't think it's going to come anytime soon for another win. Purdue wins over Winthrop. Number 14 seeded Colgate, number 2 seeded Ohio State, I love you fighting toothpaste, but Ohio State, I think, is just destined for this. I got Ohio State 
over Colgate. And then Purdue over Baylor. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pass on that. Baylor, I think, is going to be a little bit too much. I think Baylor gets the job done. And then Ohio State over Baylor. I'm going with the Buckeyes. I truly believe Ohio State has something special. They're going to be the third team of the four in Indianapolis for the men's collegiate basketball tournament. So I got Gonzaga a one, Alabama a two, Ohio State a two. Who is my fourth one going to be? We'll find out in a little bit. But right now, we're going to find out what TB has with his Midwest regional picks. TB, take it away. So we move so we move to the final of the regionals and we go to the Midwest Regional. So Illinois against Drexel in the first round game. Well, Illinois for me is moving on. I will pick the fighting Illini for this game. Loyola, Chicago, Georgia Tech, give me Loyola. Loyola, I think, has been in the top 25 for most of the season. I kind of like what they've been doing all season as far as with their games and everything that they've done, so I like Loyola Chicago. Tennessee, Oregon State. Oregon State making that magical run for the Pac-12 tournament. I don't think it's going to be continuing anymore from there. I will pick Tennessee in this matchup. Oklahoma State, Liberty, give me Oklahoma State. I, I, I'm on this kind of this bus that Brian loves to put me on with Oklahoma State. San Diego State, Syracuse. This could go either way. This may be one of your more boring games of the night just because both teams play ridiculous defense. I'll pick San Diego State in this game. West Virginia, Moorhead State. Well, give me Bobby Huggins. I've always liked with Bobby Huggins. I know some people don't like him. I like his coaching style. I love his attitude towards the game. So West Virginia for me, I will pick that. Clemson and Rutgers. I kind of went back and forth on this one. It's kind of a little crazy to see Rutgers into the tournament, but I think Clemson can get the job done. And then Houston, Cleveland State, well, give me Houston. Houston has been good all season. I like what, what they've been doing all year. So this leaves now Illinois, Loyola, Chicago, right in two in-state in state teams. Ooh, just another juicy matchup there. But, Brian, I think the Illini have been better than anybody this season, so I will pick Illinois in this game. Tennessee, Oklahoma State, give me Oklahoma State again. I, I really do like with what the stretch and what they've been able to do throughout the season. I like Oklahoma State over Tennessee. San Diego State, West Virginia. Brian, I've seen these matches before. I think San Diego State has got it. I really do giving into the tournament and coming into form. I'm going to pick the upset. San Diego State moves on to the Sweet 16. Gives us at least one team from the Mountain West Conference in the tour, into the Sweet 16. Clemson, Houston. I think Houston just too much. Houston moving on. So for the Midwest Regional Semifinal, that leaves me with Illinois against Oklahoma State. Oh, Brian. How do you pick between these two teams? You've been on the Illini bus all season, and we know how big of a homeboy fan you become of Oklahoma State. But I think the Illini are just better than Oklahoma State in this game. I will pick Illinois. And then San Diego State and Houston. Well, I like as much as I would want to pick San Diego State here. I think Houston would just be a little bit too much. So for the Midwest Regional Final, I have Illinois and Houston. And Brian, I do like what you said. Illinois has just been too much for a lot of people this year. I picked the Fighting Illini. So the Fighting Illini for me is the team that comes out of the Midwest Regional. That sets up a date with Big Ten foe and a rematch of the Big Ten Championship against Ohio State in the Final Four. Oh boy, first off, TB, I don't know how I would be able to control myself of excitement and just jubilation 
if Oklahoma State and Illinois will play each other because that I've all I've been on this Illinois bandwagon for about a month now. I am so so excited for if that matchup actually happens. So let's dive in to these matchups. Illinois Drexel, congratulations to the Dragons. It's been a great run, but Illinois is far better than you even half of Illinois is better than an entire Dragon team from Drexel. Love it, but no. If I if I bet against Sister Jean, I am probably not going to go to the promised land. Ha ha, joke, joke. Okay, probably didn't go over well. Still picking Loyola Chicago over George Tech. Josh Passner's group, I would probably pick them if they weren't playing Illinois-Chicago, but a matchup of Illinois teams to round the round of 32 coming up on Sunday or Monday. Tennessee, Oregon State, going back and forth. Love what I'm seeing from the Beavers. I'm going to pick Tennessee, but I'm not feeling confident about that. I could definitely see Oregon State sneak this victory just because of the momentum they've been having in the past. Oklahoma State and Liberty, I want to see Cade Cunningham as long as I possibly can. Cade Cunningham drives this Oklahoma State team to victory. They cruise easily. San Diego State and Syracuse. I'm never going to bet against Jim Beheim and the zone, plus his son and buddy Beheim absolutely working magic as well. Syracuse with the upset over number six-seeded San Diego State. Moorhead State, home of Kenneth Fareed against West Virginia. It's been a great run for Moorhead State as they go to the big dance, but West Virginia, a little bit too much. I got West Virginia over Moorhead State. How about the Rutgers Scarlet Knights? Fantastic job by them, and how about Clemson? Both teams, fantastic. Very, very impressive. Both teams not very good against the top 25. 1-7 for Rutgers, 2-1 for Clemson. Overall, decent. I'm still going to go with Clemson. I think they're just a little bit better. I think it's going to be a very close game than what people expect, though. Clemson over Rutgers. Last but not least, Houston-Cleveland State. Kudos Cleveland State, but I think Houston is just the better team day in and day out. Houston over Cleveland State. Round of 32 time, Houston and Clemson. Houston cruises easily. I think Houston's a real deal. I think they're a very, very scary group, and I think they're good. I think they're a good team, and they could. I think they can go far. 11 seed Syracuse, West Virginia. Take me home, Country Road, because that's where you guys are going to be going. Morgantown, it is going to be a one weekend, and adios for Bob Huggins' group. Syracuse will stay another week in Indianapolis. They get the job done in a shocker of an upset in the round of 32 to face off against the Houston Cougars. Illinois over Loyola Chicago. Sister Jean, I'm sorry, but I'm glad you're going to be making the trip to Indianapolis, and I'm even more glad you got vaccinated. So awesome, and I love you. Last but not least, Oklahoma State over Tennessee. Got to support my boy Cade Cunningham. I mean, oh my goodness, hello, Number one pick overall. This guy is a playmaker and single-handedly, a lot of team, a lot of people are watching Oklahoma State because of Kata Cunningham. And there's a lot of people saying that the the NCAA would have put out their uh, infraction or their result from the appeal that Oklahoma State did because they had a one-year postseason ban, but they appealed it, and the appeal verdict did not come in time before the NCAA tournament selected the group of 68. So thus. Oklahoma State was eligible. If they the appeal gets denied, then they will be banned from 2022 play. But will that really even matter? Because Kate Cunningham will be a member, more than likely, of a Detroit Piston, Houston Rocket, or Minnesota Timberwolves squad. With that being said, they're going to be staying there another week, and they're going to be having a date 
with the Illinois Fighting Illini. And oh my goodness, can you imagine Illinois and Oklahoma State? Um, yes, please. A.O. Dossimer, Kofi Cockburn. Oh my goodness, versus Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State. Yes, please. Isaac LaKelly, Kaleeb Boone. I mean, this is a all of these players from Oklahoma State are 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 just blazing hot because of what we're seeing from Cade Cunningham. Absolutely incredible and it's so fun to watch. So very, very cool. I think Illinois is something special this year, folks. I truly believe that. I think Illinois is going to go to the Elite Eight and face off against number 11, Syracuse. I know I said Houston can make a run, but I'm never going to bet against the zone defense of Jim Beheim and the Syracuse Orangemen until they find a team that can beat the zone like Brad Underwood's Illinois fighting Illini offense. And I think the, the combo of Dossimer and Kofi Cockburn, I think they're just too good. And I think they'll be the fourth and final seed to go to the final four. My four seed, number one, Gonzaga, number one, Illinois, number two, Alabama, and number two, Ohio State. Two ones and two twos. There it is, baby. Market, market, market down. With further ado, TB, who is your 2021 NCAA Men's Division I Basketball Champion? Now, here we are for Final Four picks. So for my Final Four, we have Gonzaga against Texas, and we have Ohio State against Illinois. So let's start on the other side with Gonzaga against Texas. I think in this particular game with Texas's size, could match up enough with Gonzaga, but I think, again, it has been the speed all season of Gonzaga. It has been what they have been able to do all year. I like what they have been doing all season, and I think it stops for Texas here. It's been a good run for Shaka Smart for what he's done for Texas, but I think Mark Few and company is getting Gonzaga back to the national championship game. I like Gonzaga to take over and beat Texas. On the other side, a rematch again, Ohio State-Illinois, the Big Ten championship game. We know with what Ohio State was able to do. Against Illinois, tough matchup there, but again, I don't know if Ohio State could get them this time around, even in this particular setting and situation. And with a reduced crowd, probably would be heavily, heavily dominant towards Ohio State fans. Illinois fans will be there too as well. But I think in this game, again, I just think, Brian, that Illinois is just a little bit too much. And I will pick Illinois to beat Ohio State. So that sets up the national championship game. Gonzaga against Illinois. And I think all season we've been kind of looking at it. Can Gonzaga make the undefeated streak run going? We know just how good that Illinois has been all season long in the Big Ten. Nobody really had been giving it the benefit of the doubt. Everybody had been looking at either Ohio State or Michigan. And I mean, in my particular back bracket, I had Michigan out. Had Michigan had their star player, I would have had Michigan further down the road. We may even had an all Big Ten championship game for all we know. But in this particular situation, Brian, I've seen enough out of Gonzaga. I know what they're on for a mission. I know what they have been doing all season. Four years ago, they got to this national championship game against Carolina, and they failed in a particular way to finish out the season runner-up. They don't want to do that again. Mark Few does not want this team to go again. It is all in for them now. They know what is at that stake all season long. 
and they know that if they want to finish this undefeated streak, they've got to get this game done. So for the first time since the Indiana Hoosiers team that Bob Knight coached in the early 80s, we will have another undefeated champion for me. Gonzaga is my national champion. They are my pick in this particular bracket against Illinois. It'll be a tough matchup for me. I have to see an 82-75 type of game. So a combined points of 157 points. That is what I have for you, Brian, for me. So if Brian hasn't talked about it by now, though, I want you guys to know that I have set up on the CBS Sports, on CBSSports.com, a bracket, for, a bracket challenge for everybody to play along with. Both Brian and I will make our picks. I will import my picks into the CBSSports.com bracket challenge. Just look for Sports Talk with Brian and TV. You can join that public pool from there. We will let you in. Now, again, we got picks coming, so you got to get your picks in today because because they close at Friday morning at 10 o'clock, or Friday morning at 10 o'clock. So if you're listening to this already at 11 o'clock on Friday, well, you're SOL. So we'll see what happens from there. But Gonzaga, my pick over Illinois again, 82-75-ish final for me. The Zags are going to finish it undefeated for me, Brian. Let's go, Mark Few, and let's go, Gonzaga. TB, I love that pick. On one side for Gonzaga, I got them beating Alabama. I think Gonzaga is just the better team. They're better coach. They got better players. They got better future NBA talent on their roster. On the opposite side, Illinois and Ohio State. Illinois over Ohio State. You can put it there. I think Illinois has got the stars and the skill power and the coaching. With Dossimer and Cockburn, I think Brad Underwood is a hell of a coach. I think it's been a great run for for Coach Chris Holtman, but I think it's just too much uh, for their for their staff and for their for their guys to get the job done. It was a great game, the Big Ten title game. I mean, it went to overtime. Fantastic, fantastic basketball to watch. I got Illinois getting the job done. I think it also goes into overtime though. I think it's gonna be close and be like a 91-88 game, which means it will be Illinois and gone Zaga. With that being said. For the first time since 1975, the Gonzaga Bulldogs would become the first team to go undefeated from November all the way to the beginning of April. First undefeated season since 1975. The Gonzaga Bulldogs are your 2021 Men's Division National Champions. Those are our 2021 NC Division 1 Picks. We'll, once again, we'll post a screenshot of our picks on our Twitter and our Facebook before the games start on Thursday morning. That being said, let's dive in to a little bit other things. NASCAR, they're going to be in Atlanta. I promise you, I probably will not watch a single minute of it just because March Madness is on, so I'm sorry. But, um, you know, priorities, right? I mean, priorities. Uh, TB, what is up in the latest in the world of soccer? Well, you didn't think you were going to get away from me, Brian, if I didn't talk a little bit about soccer, did I? <laughs> no, siree, you ain't going to get away from that a little bit for me. So a couple of things that I think are going on the side for the soccer world, the side of things. We have Champions League play going. We are down to the quarterfinals. The draw will take place as of time of recording tonight would be tomorrow morning, the 19th. They take place in Switzerland, so the round of eight. My team of Borussia Dortmund is still in the mix there, but now could easily face their rival in Bayern München which I'm not excited for. But the likes of Manchester City, Liverpool, Real Madrid, and PSG and company are still all in play. So really excited to see from that side of things. Let's turn to the USA because it's a couple of things, both the men and women's side of stuff. 
The women have announced a friendly matchup against France in France on April 13th, I believe was the correct date. Don't quote me on that date. But the United States will face the French women in a rematch of the quarterfinals of the 2019 Women's World Cup. Really one of the top two teams in the world going after it for a friendly. I'm excited to see that. On the men's side of things, two, two things. For the senior team, they will be facing Northern Ireland on March 28th. And they will head, then head to Austria to play Jamaica in another friendly. So this will be more of a European-based team. So the big stars do you know for the USA men's senior team. These guys will be playing for these two friendlies in Northern Ireland and in Austria when they play CONCACAF in Jamaica. And then on the other side, kind of the under-23 squads, they are in Olympic qualification right now for the Tokyo Games this summer. They are in Guadalajara for the CONCACAF, champ for the CONCACAF Olympic champ champ qualifications, I should say. And it only takes two spots. So, yes, we want to beat Mexico as much as we can, but all it takes is the top two spots. Get into the top two and get into the Olympics. So that's where the focus is right now. But those are the, some of the things that are happening. Obviously, league play is still happening for, for anything in soccer as far as Premier League, Bundesliga, everything as, as beforehand. Just a reminder again, if you want to catch more of soccer stuff, you have my podcast of Soccer Central News, which you can catch on Spotify and anchor with myself and my co-host Kyle D'Antoni and one of our guest contributors, Mason Benson and company. We talk about things, all things soccer. We also have the Facebook page, Soccer Central News. Now that your name may be changing here pretty soon, but I put that plug in for you guys. So Brian, I love you like my little brother. Absolutely do miss you this week. And I can tell you again, excited for March Madness. And I hope everybody is excited. It may be a little bit different. But again, it's just good that we have some sort of March Madness. And yes, as a little bit of a side note outside of things, for a personal side of things, TB did receive the first dose of yeah. the vaccine. Yeah, and all right. Very and uh, very lucky to receive the first vaccine. And so far, doing okay. A little bit of soreness and a little bit of achiness, but not too bad. But I just remind you folks, you have the choice to get it or not. If you but if you choose to do so, you're doing your part, and it's perfectly okay. So like I say, I, it doesn't matter to me. TB doesn't doesn't care if you get vaccine vaccinated or not. Just the biggest thing for me is just everybody, please stay safe. Still continue to social distance. We are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel now, and we are getting there. But it takes all of us, though, to get to that light and to get back to normalcy. So, But so much things happening again uh, with TB, and I'm going to hopefully get to talk with this little turd next <laughs> week one-on-one -on -one with each other because it's not just about soccer. It's not just about basketball. We've got a lot of stuff happening in the NFL. NFL too, but not too a lot of time. I just wanted to make sure I get some picks and something in there for you guys. So, Brian, I love you, man. Please take care. And everybody, please take care out there too as well. Brian, back to you, my friend. Love it, TB. I love it, buddy. I love you too, brother. Uh, even though you call me a little turd, you lame butt. But no, I just, um, I'm, I'm beyond thrilled. I'm beyond thankful you got vaccinated. Uh, I got about a month till I get vaccinated. So I'm totally excited i'm counting down the days till i get that that shot into my arm i'm super excited and i'm just thankful that we got some scientists that can kick covid's ass that's most definitely for sure and speaking of kicking some ass you can you guys definitely be kicking some ass if you follow us on twitter at sports talk underscore bntv facebook.com slash st with brian and tv as well as at imtbit for all of us here Enjoy March Madness. Don't drink and drive. I would drink at your house, and but don't drive. Enjoy March Madness, though. We missed it last year. It's going to be double the fun, double the pleasure, and double, I really hope, the excitement. The underdogs, let's go. 
Let's have some fun. Your bracket's probably going to be busted, but who cares? Because it's back. It's going to be better than ever. Let's sit back, put your legs up, get your recliner, and enjoy the ride because it's going to be one hell of a time. Talk with you next week to recap the round of 64 and the round of 32. Preview the Sweet 16. Good night, everybody. Enjoy the games.